It's the Slightly Crap Film Podcast with me, Howell Roberts, and him, Ed Southall. You sound a bit ill, Hal. Are you alright? I've not I've not been well. <laughs> I've not been well. I'm I'm getting like sick of like lockdown. I'm getting lockdown fever. We're all getting lockdown fever in village, I tell you, mate. Oh dear. Flipping the number of posts on Facebook about dog poo through the roof now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure it's dog poo we're seeing on pavements. <laughs> I've heard in London everybody suddenly seems to have a dog and they're walking them for six hours a day. Yeah, yeah. People are nicking dogs. You know, it's become a, it's a massive thing. You got to look after your dog. You got to keep your dog in your house, otherwise, um, it'll someone will nick it. Yeah, price of dogs. My mate was looking into getting a puppy, um, and he, he he well, his missus was his missus and his daughters were looking into getting a puppy, and it's our Matt I'm talking about. And Matt, it, he had no idea. He didn't want a dog, and they've worn him down. They've worn him down, <laughs> and he's agreed to get one. So he gets a dog, and he. he, he at no point has he asked this question how much does it cost to buy a puppy he's not asked that question it's quite right? a lot chuffing out do you know what well how much do you think he paid was it a pure breed um, <laughs> no oh my god I mean don't get me wrong I've seen it I've seen a picture of it it's cute as yeah but no it's no for now <laughs> I don't know. I oh, believe pure breeds can be like a grand upwards. Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, pure breeds. How much has he paid? Fifty quid. Right. <laughs> Clearly, you don't know. If he paid fifty um, quid, well, give it back and report them. <laughs> right. Well, bearing in mind, a few years ago we got our, we've got um, a, a white German Shepherd, and she's mm. beautiful, and. Uh, she uh, she was a puppy. We paid like I think we paid seven hundred quid for her, which is a lot of money. It's a, well, it's a lot of money, mm. but um, and, and I thought, well, that must be how much a dog is, <laughs> right? My mate Matt has gone and got himself a puppy. <laughs> I'm coming closer to the microphone. Two and a half grand. What? Y- yes, mate. And I said, From who? I said the Queen? Says, no. <laughs> <laughs> From this bloke who went, that's how much they are, pet. Um, <laughs> he didn't He didn't ask until like they got it all sorted, got it a lead and everything. And it's in house, licking everyone. It's proper sweet, this little thing. I think it is a special breed, but wow. it's not that special. Two and a half grand. They reckon, though, it before all the... the um, the virus and all that yeah. it'd have been about 1200 quid or cheaper you know yeah. but yeah. cheaper it's just that the prices have gone through the roof because everyone's after a dog so don't tell me that because i'm thinking of getting one you should i think if you but apparently you, know you can get them at the rescue health. quite cheap because everybody's bought a puppy and looked well, down one and gone this is hard work and giving them back yeah it's tragic dead but right. i might as well make the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I said. I said, "Did you not go to dog dog pound?" Like, because they have them, don't they? And the other thing they have, uh, and I encourage if anyone's thinking of getting a dog, obviously you've got to do your own work on it, mm. and it is a heck of a commitment. Um, but it's if you if you want to go walking, if if it, if you need something to get you to walk every day, it's you can't get anything better than it, yeah. you know, because. Uh, it's just brilliant and and um, bearing in mind you know there's many days I look out the window and I think I, I do not want to go out there it looks horrible you know yeah, yeah. banging down with rain and everything but our best just looks at us you know and she's like come on it's what you bought into you yeah. know, this is the investment now <laughs> it's not about and, you and, and it's right <laughs> yeah it's not yeah so it was uh, you know I, and so if, you, if you're listening and thinking of getting a dog then get down flipping dog sanctuary and, and also yeah, I'll tell you what we got my father we got my father-in-law a dog uh, a couple of years ago from one of those places an adult dog 
He's just been brilliant, you know, absolute. I think he would, this dog, he's called Bruno. I think he's mm. just relieved he's not been, you know. Oh, <laughs> sent we, to had a rescue, we had a rescue years ago, a greyhound rescue. Yeah. And he was just so. I mean, it's dead easy to look Counterintuitively, greyhounds are dead easy to look after. They're, they're, they yeah. just want to go out and run yeah. for about three minutes a day and then they just lie there all the time. Yeah. But he was the saddest yeah. dog. Not because of us, just because yeah. just because of his previous life. Mm. He'd just come up yeah. to you and he'd just look at you like, oh, God. I know. <laughs> and you're like, hello, want to come out and play? Oh, I'm just happy that I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, my friend, my, my mates Chris and Ellen, they've got a they've got a rescue greyhound, and they say um, it's called Harper. It just goes to the door and looks outside, and like they're all waiting <laughs> for an indication, like are we going out? And she just turns around and like, exactly that, just looks at them and says, like, you do know I've, I'm a trauma survivor. <laughs> You do know that, don't you, about me? <laughs> and then, and they can't let her off the lead because when the, if you if you let her off the lead, apparently she'll just bolt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we we took ours off like, the lead a few times once do. once he was well integrated, um, and yeah. they're just majestic when you watch them running. But but oh, God, inevitably man. they're running to a hedgehog to murder it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> comes back with a red squirrel yeah. <laughs> you're like oh maybe I should just keep you all a lead oh no yeah. so yeah we, we might get a dog it's dependent on a few things coming yeah. up but um, I think we're yeah. at, we've got kids who are well I mean you know our kids but they're, they're young enough to mm. I, it just feels like the right age to get a dog if we're gonna so we'll see yeah you want uh, and and the dog. The thing about a dog is, it's so at least someone likes you in your own house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's at least one. Like when everyone else tells me what an annoying git I am, I can rest assured that the dog will just be like, "I love you." Yeah, I love you. There's just one. <laughs> yeah, I love you. I think you're great. <laughs> I don't Jack listen D to sketch. anyone else. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but it looks very clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, it's good to see you. And anyway, and you, yeah. happy new year. Human it's a bit faces. Related that happy new year. I know bit, humans, not zoomans. Yeah, we are. Hey, I've been getting on with zoomans though. I, I, I'm trying to embrace this life because I feel like it's here for yeah. a while longer. Um, yeah. So I bit the bullet. I did. I did like a Zoom pub quiz thing months and months ago, and it was. Uh, I just. Yeah. I could not get into it at all. I was just like this. No. But I tried again mm. this weekend. Uh, last weekend, sorry. And it was quite fun. It was nice. We did like an online. Mm. We had a Zoom thing, and then you have another device with like online game type things, like like yeah. quizzes and stuff. It was quite. I liked it. I, I think I've bought into it. Mm. So and it was just nice to socialise, mm. even though it's obviously. Hand air quotes socialise, but um, it's better than not, yeah. isn't it? So, well, it is, and and I must admit, I know. I mean, the narrative at the moment, obviously, in our line of work and in our world, in a, of education, is a lot of everything's about online lessons and stuff and, mm. and all that business. And I, I mean, I've done some online teaching, and I, I, I actually, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I was doing it with with obviously the the university students, so it was a bit different from um, having year threes all day. <laughs> you know, it's a totally different world. Um, so don't don't bite me head off about that one because I flipping heck, it's hard work in it. I mean, oh, um, from both it's, sides, it's, I've had I've yeah. had three kids at home doing homeschooling last yeah. last Friday. And it's it's a nightmare. Like you need all your devices mm. are all over the place. There's charging cables everywhere. Mm. You've got teachers yeah. looking at you while you're in the background making a cup of tea. You're like oh, bloody hell! I can't. Yeah, it's and especially like you when you've like forgotten to put your trousers lights. on. Yeah, exactly. You need like little red laser lights to say cross this line, and you're on the, that person's camera being broadcast to that area. <laughs> it's like no go yeah. zones and stuff. It's it's yeah. hard to navigate, but. It is, um, it is. But the, the kids, uh, I mean, we've we've Tom's in uh, year eleven. His school have been brilliant, and mm. I'm really grateful. I, I, I did that thing where I tweeted out about I saw, how brilliant I saw. stuff was. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they just have been, you know. They've just been and really great and, and responding. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And there has been that thing, hasn't there, with um, he who should not be named. Oh, <laughs> the director, the, the um, uh, education secretary, I mean, current education secretary, uh, you know, where everyone was, like, getting in touch with Ofsted saying how brilliant this guy I know, what a backfire for him, but what a fantastic, much-needed yeah. bit of positivity for teachers. Hello, my name's Tamsin, and I make resources for teachers and other people who want to educate their children at home. Go to my website, Tamsin's Top Tips for Teach. Oh. Tamsin's Top Tips for te- oh. Tamsin's Top Tips for Teachers. dot com, and I will absolutely give you the worksheets that you need in order to teach children top tips. It'll be brilliant. Uh, it's only £49.95 a month. Subscribe now. Tamsin's Top Teacher Teachers. Absolutely. And, and so if you're a, if you're an hard-working teacher um, listening to this, um, well done and keep it, keep it up because, um, I mean, we've got your back. All right, we've got your back. Yeah. Me and Ed, if, if no one we else know has, stuff about crap. Ed and Hal yeah. will always We're be all there. over it. We've got your back, and and the thing is, we know about crap movies, don't we? That's yeah. what we that's what we're here for. So just uh, if you've if you've had enough, just settle back with us in your ears for a bit, and we'll just talk shite for a bit, <laughs> as we as is our one fully qualified um, in that. about films. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we actually do research, and I know that's a surprise to some of you. And and thanks for the uh, feedback. Surprise as well to me, I'll do it. Last couple. <laughs> 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 I do feed, I do research, man. You me, yeah, you're exposing me there. I feel. I feel. No, I, I I believe you do research. I was oh, I, I was going to go down a rabbit hole then, but I've just managed to stop myself. Right, let's, um, let's start with this then. What have you been watching? Tell me, tell yeah. me something that you've watched, television or otherwise. Let's move this on to screen-based media rather than yeah. I was going to say I've, I, I have watched um, for the last two nights. Well, we started watching a thing called Outlander about a lady in war just after the war who goes in she's in scotland with her husband just after world war Two, and she ends up at a stone circle and something happens she touches the stone circle she she comes she she comes all a quiver and then she wakes up in like i I can't i I wasn't paying close enough attention like the 1800s or where there's conflict in scotland i'm not good on scottish history the past (laughs) and it's like clearly she's gone into a time warp and they managed they managed in the first episode it what it just wasn't i'll tell you what and i and me and maria talked about it we it just wasn't mystical enough. It, mm. There was one good bit in it. There was a bit in it that I thought, right, I want to know what happens. The rest of it was a bit like, oh, it, it was just like we're dressing up and we're doing some sort of going into past thing. It could, it, it, it was good. It was good. You didn't buy but into I didn't want to, I thought. Did you not feel no, it was realistic? Then, <laughs> it doesn't need to be realistic. <laughs> I wanted it to be mystic i wanted a bit more you know when you think right scottish legends that sort of um you know fantasy sort of you know that sort of world legend and and folklore have you watched cobra kai though no oh what are you doing is that the karate kid is that yeah karate it's kid brilliant stuff? oh never you seen, love it never seen the karate kid never seen it are you shitting me no you've no. never seen it's, any that, of the karate no. kids is, 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 it's... no I've, 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 I appreciate it man I know what people are on about I've seen other films <sighs> you know how you karate. really like I went th- the the what's the horror one called that plays on the 80s Stranger Things yeah, it's like that. It's that nostalgia, but karate. No, I know, but it's wasted yeah, I, on you if you I, haven't I'm, watched it. 
No, I'm all over it. And that, so, no, I've had the conversation in the house here. We need to watch The Karate Kid before we can watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, it's not going to work, is actually... it? Because you're going to watch it in present day. You have to have watched it 30 years ago. Are you saying I need to go into the past? Yes. That's what happened to this lassie. <laughs> but she just touched a stone. She just touched a stone yeah. and off she went. So, and she outside, came all a quiver. Touch all the stones yeah. you can find. And Do you know recite that you want to go back to 1987 and watch The Karate Kid? That'll be three years too late. You see, I know about Karate Kid. I just don't... Well, it'll I'm still not, be out I've not at that point. Missed it. I missed it. I missed it. I'll have to get Hi. on the edge. Is it 1984? Morning, David. I don't know. 1984. I, uh, oh, Check. I do motivational talks for Check. businesses. Your typing's really loud. And... Uh, <laughs> So That's basically you. Yeah, if you've got, if, yeah, if you're yeah. part of a, a company that's, yeah. that's got, I can hear that you're not listening. People who are a bit um, down or a bit demotivated. Say it really yeah. quick, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Well, I, I can, I can help really with that. If you want. That on yeah, it's really good. I've been doing this it's a long like time now, about two and years. Is that the sexy past thing? Yeah, but about two years now, but with a bit of shagging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah shag. basically shagging Jane Eyre. <laughs> That's what it is, and it's. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they didn't call I don't, it that. I don't think you should call it shagging Jane Eyre. <laughs> That's basically what it was. But I really, I really enjoyed it. And then, so we watched that, right. and I want that f- because I was a bit disappointed with the Outlander thing because I've heard people talk about it and maybe I need to go back to it and give it an- another chance maybe yeah. someone can reassure me and the other one that we watched because I've been sorting all my DVDs out which I'll talk about in a later podcast I found a TV show from 2003 which um, is basically the template TV shows for loads of TV shows we have today um, called State of Play that's got um, Neil uh, David Morrissey, not Neil Morrissey. David Morrissey in it, right. and John Sim, and Bill. That's Nighy, a B- isn't that a BBC thing from like fifteen yes. years ago? Yeah, two thousand and three. And it's just, we watched it because we remember watching it on the telly back then, so, mm. you know, seventeen, eighteen years ago. And I'll tell you what, you can, you just watch it. It's five episodes, five one-hour episodes. And I don't know if it's stream. It might be streaming on the BBC somewhere. It'll be regarded as their classic now. But I tell you what, it was a template. It was just without that, there'd be no line of duty. There'd be no um, these, you know, these sort of uh, conspiracy, uh, espionage mm. thrillers. It was just really good. It's really dated. Everyone's smoking in the hospital and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, it's really dated in a way. Uh, you know, but it's. Um, just had a lot of uh, it was just really entertaining and gripping even though we kind of knew what was going to happen and and there was a remake an American remake with Russell Crowe in it and Ben Affleck um, just a few years ago that was okay as well actually so there you go that's what I've been watching what have you watched well uh, we've been obsessed with Cobra Kai the thing the thing about Cobra Kai though is is, is there's three seasons it started off on YouTube Red or something do you remember when YouTube tried to launch uh, I mean I'm sure it still exists but they launched like a subscription Mm -hmm. only thing and they had a few TV shows, and their their flagship show was the first season of Cobra Kai. Um, oh. <laughs> Hell, what's going on? What, what's going on? Oh, God, uh, dear listener, Ed is, Ed's having some sort. He's having some sort of breakdown. <laughs> what happened then? Did my someone ring you? <laughs> train my camera vibrate and fall down <laughs> uh, the thing is listeners what you got to understand is Ed's got loads of new gear right but it's all balanced he's balanced it all on living room table so if anything <laughs> if a heavy really well. heavy lorry goes past it's all going to fall down like oh, it just dear. has Andy Frank, I'm a fortune teller at andysfortunetellers.co.uk. Fortune telling's been a gift in my family for hundreds of years. My dad had it, my dad's dad had it, and well, after that, I don't know. Anyway, listen to this if you don't believe me.
Maybe, so I want you to relax for me, alright? Just close your eyes and breathe. I think that's Annie Lennox. Andy's fartunetellers.co.uk will tell you your farts and we'll tell you what they are. Visit my website and get in touch, thanks. Go on. Uh, Crack what on. was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so Cobra Kai, right? So, so it was on yeah. YouTube and then it moved towards um, Netflix. Netflix bought it because it was a big success. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what's funny about it now is it's. it's it, it, obviously, because it's a big hit, they want to keep making it. So they've made season two, which. Mm. which plays on season one and it works pretty well and then season three um, mm. is the latest one and they've, they've started drawing from the second movie now right so they've moved from Karate right. 1 to Karate 2 and there's only three movies right so yeah it, it's, it's a classic example of where they're trying to spin out a yarn longer than it needs to be even though it's still really funny yeah. and entertaining so it got me thinking about what other series have done that, and and in, uh, an yeah. obvious one that we've talked about loads. So I want to skip over it, is Lost, which that really was. didn't need to be as long as it needed to be, especially when you look no. at the last few episodes. You're like, you could have done that in like episode oh, three. Oh god. Um, yeah. And then another great example is like Prison Break, where yeah, I've never seen that. Is that good? Season one is really really good and innovative because it was clearly written to be a series. Yeah. And then it just, like, by season six, it's like, we've got to break God. into a prison or out of a prison again. Yeah. Again, yeah. again, again. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stop now. And then another yeah. example that was, that was thrown my way was, um, do you remember Heroes. That was a great oh god yeah series yeah I do single series and then they strung yeah. it out for like another three or four seasons and they were oh, all right. crap were they because um, it was, was that it was, was that a British show that. No, was it a British show no that? it was like save the girl save the cheerleader save the world or something it was that one wasn't it you don't know god I don't show. know. No, I think I think I kind of bypassed it. I remember it being big uh, and popular, and it's the kind of um, DVD collection you'll find season three in a charity shop for a pound. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh, heroes. Yeah, I don't remember. All <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So well, so that's we? what I've been watching. Most mostly Cobra Kai, which is it's really fun. Yeah. I think you'll still find it funny if you haven't watched it. But no, I, I'm I, I, I'll, I'm up for giving it a go, mate. I'm up for giving it a go. We just not got there yet. It does draw heavily on the assumption that you've grown up with the movies. Yeah, I kind of have. I just never watched them. Yeah, there was a few films I, I never watched. Um, I've got a few films. I, I never watched Top Gun until not this Christmas, but the Christmas before, when I revealed it to my family, and they were what? basically going mental. Yeah, everyone <gasps> went mental in the time when you know you could sit with your extended family I just said it and they were like why haven't you told us you know there was it was like why it was like some it's like I'd admitted to having a, a child another child somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> it was like I have it's not that I have another child elsewhere it's the, just that I've never seen Top Gun and everyone freaked out so the next thing I know I've got uh, Top Gun for Christmas to watch and I watched it and I enjoyed it I actually enjoyed it because I don't know. I enjoyed it because I, I realised it was a, a bit of a time capsule as well. Yeah. You know, so I, I remember it all when it was happening and stuff. You know, it's great. Shall we talk about <laughs> Which, films? Yeah, because I, I've I think that that's what actually we're here for. is is a neat segue. Uh, if you if you're new to the um, podcast, hello. Uh, <laughs> this is where we start talking about slightly crap films, but these slightly crap films I, I was just thinking about this as I was researching and making my notes um, Ed I was just thinking uh, I was just thinking actually the majority of films we talk about the vast majority we've got a massive affection for haven't we I was, yeah. do you know they were talking about that it's, it's so bad it's great but actually it's not that bad it's just 
Well, it's, anyway. it's interesting you raise yeah. that point because I have purposefully okay. watched extra films this time because I realised the last couple of times I've just ranted about how crap a film is and it's like I'm, I'm supposed to be enjoying these films so I, I made sure I watched not? another one and I was like oh I'm not sure I like that one and then I watched another mm. one that I know I like because I've seen it before so so we're okay yeah and, and I suppose what I'm trying to do is is, is um pave the way really to talk about um i'm not going to talk for long but just just a, a one of the the fir- one of the films that i that w- i watched which i actually really like mm. but it's it's kind of cheese and not great but it's it's good for what it is and um just a, and and just a, a reminder your homework colleagues listening your homework was um about buddy movies we we talked on in our christmas podcast about buddy films we talked about a lot of films in our christmas podcast and i really do recommend it i know it's january and the last thing you want to do is listen to a podcast about christmas but if you want to hear ed have a some sort of freak out breakdown was a bit in weird. the podcast itself just just go and listen to his expression well, his expressions and, and description of his experience it's, it's watching the Polar trigger. Express. It's a bit of a trigger for me. It's a trigger. That's exactly what yeah. it is. It's trigger. It's a trigger, but not a good one. And so um, <laughs> with the homework was buddy movies. And shall I just mention people who've been in touch? Ed, Do that, and then I'll point. stick a jingle in. Oh, brilliant! Well, we've had we had some great feedback, and thanks to everyone for taking the time for getting in touch, and we really do appreciate it. We might not mention you right now, but we we do appreciate everyone who gets in touch. Um, we've got um, we had uh, M's got in touch, and, and I mean, I, I don't know what I, I think she'd been drinking again because she said she drinks. Um, <laughs> M's had, um, and she said Flash Gordon, and I was trying to—is that a buddy movie? I know it's slightly crap. But it's good fun. But I suppose, like, there's Flash and there's that... Well, in film, there's Topol, isn't there? Who Last time I saw him, he was Fiddler on Roof. <laughs> and, but he's, um, he's... They're kind of buddies for a bit, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, or Timothy Dalton, he's in it as well. So Ems gave us that. Martin, Martin Noon, he talked about a film called Running Scared, which I remember it's... Um, I think it's Billy Crystal and uh, Gregory Hines. It is... It's the cheese. These are, like, eight, late... 80s um, cheese but they, they're, they're good fun and they're entertaining and so they fit the remit I think uh, Brendan, he got in touch Brendan Saxton and he said does a film called Swiss Army Knife count? Now I meant to look it up and I think it's cropped up before and I can't remember it's got has it got that, has it got Harry Potter in it? I might be wrong it might have Harry know. Potter in it but it's something to I don't know many films I can't that remember. I'm going to have to look it up well, Brendan, he he got in touch with his pal Darren, and he, he asked him if it was crap, and and Darren seemed to suggest Darren Jones seemed to suggest, yeah, it was really crap. So, <laughs> so it wasn't even slightly crap. So that's intrigued me even more. So that's one um, I'm going to have to think about. Ah, Ben, Ah, Ben Waldron, he, he's he's always one for for eighties. Him, he said, Ice Pirates. Now I remember Ice Pirates. <laughs> And it's it, it really is it really is slightly crap. Now I can't remember the how the buddy system works in that film, but uh, I, I assume you're spot on there, Ben. I'd suggested Tango and Cash with Sly and Kurt, okay. or Slurt, as I like to call them. <laughs> Tango and Cash, because that's crap, isn't it? That you I like love, it though. I love you? it. I love that film. Uh, that's a great example yeah. of a slightly quite crap film that I just I could watch a hundred times. Yeah, I've only watched it once, and and yeah, it 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 won't very. I, I just remember it not being that good. Mm. But maybe I need to watch it again. I mean, uh, it just falls under um, the I'll, same. It's the same as all silly eighties yeah, action movies. I know. Lovely Beth. It was like she, she. I think she's a bit of a swat. Is is Lovely Beth on Twitter because she she just basically listed a load of buddy movies, which we were grateful for. Um, one of them was um, a classic, Spies Like Us, mm. with Chevy Chase. <laughs> I I just love Chevy Chase. And Dan Aykroyd. Just the. Do you know what the thought of watching Spies Like Us is as good as watching Spies Like Us. Yeah. And and I think. They that was a good pairing, and I think that was echoed by hectic, old act. Well, not old. Sorry, 
hectic teacher who was a uh, I don't I don't think you're old I'm old <laughs> uh, hectic teachers yeah called that um, and uh, oh yeah and Em's got back in touch again because she'd she'd nearly finished the bottle and she said um, <laughs> X-Files the, X-Files the movie she said that was and I, I've call. got to agree I think this yeah I think I quite like the first film but the second film that was it was like it was like a for a different buddy movie was the it second like, one the one that came out like a couple of years ago like well it's, it's probably a, yeah it was probably about ten years ago oh and yeah, it's got Billy Connolly in it as a paedophile priest. Good but Lord. it's good, it's good, but it didn't need Mulder and Scully in it. You could have just had Tango and Cash doing it. <laughs> I would have that got one Tango. has passed if me I, by and probably for the best. It's good, it's all right. I, I, if, you, if you're a fan, it's good. I, I still like it, but it was a bit, oh, it's a bit, yeah, left me cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my, our mate Noon, Noon's been in touch, and so's uh, Ben. And they they both said um, twins with uh, Danny DeVito. It's a good call. It's a good call. And I haven't Danny, seen it uh, since. Oh God! It must have been since close to the release, actually. So maybe I've got rose to nineteen ninety. But um, I saw that in the cinema. Um, yeah, I remember. I, I, more than anything, I just remember ill-fitting suits all the way through it. Even as a child, I was like, "Those suits don't fit, yeah. don't fit you." Yeah. <laughs> and it's very. I get. I get. Yeah. I get that and Junior mixed up. Yeah, Junior Junior's got... the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. Doesn't yeah, he? didn't that get nominated for like a, in like a, BAFTA a or something? It got no, it got like a really <laughs> esteemed award nomination. Did it? Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. That is bonkers. So know. thanks, thanks to everyone for for getting in touch, and we'll go, we're going to set you some more homework shortly, yep. which will be a bit closer to home for some of you. So um, that'll be that'll be good. But we'll get to that in a bit. Slightly quiet crap films. Just really, I'll do this quite quickly. But my buddy movie, and all this stems from um, thinking about uh, was Lethal Weapon a Christmas film? Was Die Hard a Christmas film? Mm. From our Christmas podcast, um, and we started thinking that um, you know that idea of uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon as buddies, and that is a classic, and yeah. it, and it's just brilliant. So the one I went to uh, is is from nineteen eighty seven. And it's a film called Stakeout. And yes, it was. Yeah, do you like it? It's great. Emilio Estevez, right? But it's it? yes, and yeah. And he Robert he spends the no, whole not Robert Duvall. Is no, it? no, it's Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, Hooper from Jaws. Yeah, yeah? Okay. and there's even a Jaws gag in it. There's even a Jaws gag Excellent. in it, which I'll admit. I'd have missed, but I remember seeing Stakeout. I've I've still got it somewhere in this loft, uh, the VHS of it. I saw it at the cinema, and I thought it was genius. I absolutely loved it because there's a sort of it's got a touch of the Faulty Towers about it. Right. That kind of um, farce, old-fashioned farce, where <laughs> you know y- your toes are curling because of what's going on on screen because it's kind of funny and it's also got that late 80s trope of being too violent more violent than it needs to be so it's a 15 certificate when it could have been a PG or a 12 if they had a 12 then Um, and it's got it's got um, as I said Richard Dreyfus in it and Amelia Estevez who who keeps saying his tagline through the whole film or his his quote through the film is what a boner (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it's like an insult now I'm going to say it again because I think it's a new thing which you say it's kind of thing you say when something bad happens or it's just like what the heck it's like WTF it's like what a boner (laughs) And it's uh, that's the last, saying that the last schools, line of the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can just to see what happens. But it's the rest of the cast that's interesting as well. You got Madeline Stowe, who I realised I just thought was brilliant, mm. and she she had a quite a good run. And she's still obviously she's still acting now. A lot of TV. She's in the TV series Twelve Monkeys. She was in the original movie, but she was memorable for me in Last of the Mohicans. Mm. I just thought she was beautiful in that. 
and also uh, two more actors in it there's Aidan Quinn he of the beautiful eyes I mean he is a lovely lovely looking fella and he and Madeline Stowe were in a great little thriller a great little thriller called Blink and I don't know if we can still seek that out that's 1995 oh it's good and rounding up the sort of notable cast I mean there's some other great performances in it uh, but there's um, a younger Forrest Whitaker in it oh he keeps cropping up in all sorts of films I saw an advert for he does um, uh, Panic Room and he's in that he's one of the two bad guys yeah he is as is um, yeah who's the other bad guy in it there was another one that I was just like what you're in this film Jared Leto oh yeah yeah oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah and so Forrest Whitaker is like the sort of there's two pairs of coppers mm. and obviously Richard Dreyfus and Amelia Estev are one pair and they're our kind of heroes if you like and then you've got the other pair and Forrest Whitaker is, is one of the others and um, it's, it, do you know what it, it, it has the first ten minutes I, I put it on saying, saying let's take a punt on this so we put it on and I could see Maria was on a phone for the first ten minutes because it's quite violent mm. and it's like and it's really 80s you know the music you know and the thunder and the rain and the lighting and it's all gone tango and cash in the first 10 minutes and then then it just sort of eases out and there's a great little sequence chase sequence with uh, Richard Dreyfus pursuing a bad guy and he ends up falling into a fish a fish <laughs> it's on a docks and it's just like a fish I don't know processing <laughs> tub and it's just minging but it's just really funny and uh, and this is the thing Richard Dreyfus um, and I'm and this is I just think he's brilliant mm. and and he's brilliant in it and he's really really endearing and it, it's worth a watch just for him now you could have put two other um, you could another pairing there you could have put like Sly Stallone and or someone you know another pairing that were popular mm. at that time but this pairing really works and um, just a note on the director John Badham uh, an English director who was um, who sort of broke into, into the scene if you like with Saturday Night Fever in the late 70s yeah. and um, and War Games which you'll have liked I'm sure that's the 80s one back. with a really is it yeah, yeah. Matthew Broderick is he the main character yes it is like yeah. 12 or something yeah he's 12 isn't yeah. it and, uh, but just prior to that he did a, re- a version of Dracula that I really like with Frank Langella mm. um, and Laurence Olivier and um, Eddie Shoestring in it Trevor Eve uh, I really like that and and so he did those but in the 90s so after Stakeout he just went on this run of kind of slightly crap movies honestly <laughs> if you go and look at John Badham in the 90s he did a film called Drop Zone with Wesley Snipes there was oh a sort of God, um, yeah, yeah. There was a sort of run of films where everyone had to be in the sky I don't know if you remember <laughs> all these but there was I like Drop, drop Zone, zone. Yeah. Terminal Velocity he didn't make that but that's another one I think about Terminal Velocity with Charlie that. Sheen yeah. and just you, you, then you lead you just basically in Wesley Snipes ter- basically he directs Wesley Snipes uh, <laughs> in Drop Zone which you've got a recipe for crapness there it's a huge it'll be Certainly. a huge turd that yeah. He also made a film called Nick of Time with Johnny Depp, which was a film that was um, in real time. That's it a really weird real film. Isn't it? I think I've seen it and I just yeah. didn't understand what was going on. No, you want it to be like that's really cool, and then it just didn't. <laughs> and he made, <laughs> and then he made two much better films. Um, uh, he made a film which I really like, which in this country was known as The Assassin, mm. uh, with Bridget Fonda in, I think and Gabriel Byrne so it's going to be good but in America it was called Point of No Return and then a classic buddy movie James Woods of this parish <laughs> lovely James lovely James yes and lovely James M- Michael J. Fox in The Hard Way just oh that, The Hard Way is a great film. film I've seen that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. a good buddy movie it is now I, I, I just want to put it out there that Stakeout is good fun and if you're in the in the right mood for it if you get past the first five ten minutes which is basically a jailbreak um, and it's a bit violent unnecessarily so I think um, it, it then turns into quite a satisfying nice. slightly crap but good fun movie so that's that's my buddy buddy film 
um, which I enjoyed. Brilliant. I think you've watched one. I've watched two. Because I watched one and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be giving too much positivity talking about that one. All right. And so I watched another one that I knew I would definitely enjoy because I've seen it before. So the first one is a film I'd never seen. And I went went to the 70s for mine. um, Both of mine. And um, it's called Scarecrow, right? Now, if I knew anything about this movie, I probably wouldn't have picked it. But I looked at it, and it was listed as a buddy movie in like the synopsis can, can type I, thing. No, you're not allowed I just, to speak yet. Hold on. Okay. No, no. I just, I'll tell you why. I've never seen it, and I really want to watch it. So I'm. I've not. I don't know what you think about it or anything about it. And I, I just because of the cast, I want to see it. And I know it's a, a, a bit of yeah. A, the cast is what made me think. Film. Oh yeah. my god, I have to watch this film. So it's it's from cool. 1973, and it's yeah. got Gene Hackman and Al Pacino, yeah. and they are wow. the buddies, so to speak. Now, for context. I think this is Al Pacino's third film. Yeah. Third-ish film. So he does like Panic in Needle Park, I think was his first feature film. Yeah. Then he yeah. does Godfather, I think, straight after that, maybe. I don't have it in yeah. front of me, so I'm sure someone is yeah. screaming okay. into their podcast <laughs> that I'm yeah. full of shit but um, anyway it's really early in his career and Gene Hackman is I, would you say he's top of his game around this time I think it's still a bit early for Gene Hackman isn't it he's still um, building yeah it's uh, he's just about on the cusp of the French connection mm, isn't he yeah. I would have thought what, is he so let's see we're just both sowing doubt yeah. about our knowledge of early 70s movies <laughs> alongside film just the whole thing of when they did movies when but who cares right so anyway so yeah. I was like okay two people who at least potentially went on to become superstars if they weren't considered them already at that point mm. um, but I thought I've never heard of this movie like and I, I went through a whole I'm sure many people did a, an Al Pacino phase mm. where I just bought yeah. on DVD loads of his movies and concluded yeah. that after this really early 80s it, he just became a, a joke of him a pastiche of himself essentially um, I think Scent of a Woman was the turning point where everyone loves that film I, I hate hate that film and I think ever since he has just played a version of that character with his you know his like stereotype super over the top wide eyed mm. I'm gonna do a crazy scene now thing seems to me to have stemmed mm. from that film and um Oh, uh, what's the other one? The the, the bankers film. Um, you know where they're all pitched against each, against each other to make the most money. It's based on a play. Um, oh, oh Glen Gary, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. That's the other one where he's just like turns it up to eleven on the crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm going way off course here. So back to Scarecrow. Um, mm. It's 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 touted as a bit of a buddy movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm, I'm, I don't really want to go into it too much depth because it sounds like you actually want to watch it. Um, it they, they're two strangers who bond. One of them's an ex, has uh, just come out of prison, and the other is a, has been out as a fisherman, like like in the deep sea sort of thing. So he's been away for a while, and yeah. he's essentially a, a bit of a, a roamer, just going place to place to make money and stuff like that. Yeah, and they join forces, um, and they've both got their own kind of missions if you like of things they want to do uh, but they try and work yeah. together to achieve them and it's it's slow in the way that a lot of those 70s movies are slow um, yeah which was fine I was kind of anticipating that it's 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 you can go along with the slowness because stuff is happening just just very gradually um, and then it takes a very sort of sharp left turn towards the end which I'm not going to get into if, if, if you're interested in watching it but it it, it mm it completely transformed my expectations of what the film was going to be compared to what it ended up being um, yeah and looking back at it I think I enjoyed it but but it was the it was the disconnect of what I wanted it to be and what it actually was that that, that was kind yeah. of jarring but I mean predictably Al Pacino is amazing in it uh, he's just yeah. so captivating at that age in his career I mean you know the yeah. Godfather he steals every scene and this is shortly I think it's after that I'm sure Godfather was 73 or 72 um, 
Um, Gene Hammond's good. He's, I think he's a little bit miscast in this. I didn't, I didn't buy into his character any on the same sort of scale. But um, yeah, so it's 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 pretty good. But it it doesn't feel like the sort of buddy movie that we're we're trying to talk about. So mm. I, I left it and thought, right, I want to watch a different one. Um, I want to watch something mm. that I'm going to just kind of laugh through or enjoy in, in, in the way that I wanted <laughs> to enjoy that one. motivational talks for businesses and uh, yeah if you've got if, if you're part of a, a company that's that's got people who are a bit down or a bit demotivated well I, I can I can help with that if, if you want I've been doing this a long time now about two years two years yeah, about about two years now. Yeah. So I went away yeah. and I watched um, Every Which Way But Loose, which is a really interesting, <laughs> silly film with yeah. Clint Eastwood and his buddy is an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you've. I, when you said you were going to watch that, I thought, oh, that's a good idea. So, yeah, d- <laughs> yeah. So it on. takes the buddy movie and, and spins it a little bit in that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a one way thing because the other thing's an orangutan called yeah. Clyde. <laughs> right turn, Clyde. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's it's really daft. It's really daft. It's like it's it's barely an inch away from like police academy levels of daftness says I yeah um, but it just about holds it together there's some really odd stuff in there like there's a motorcycle gang that he kind of falls into trouble with yeah and they're not they're not they've got all this Nazi stuff on them and I just thought yeah god you wouldn't do that now um, no but you kind of take you know just, just don't put it in today's narrative and you're alright I suppose but yeah um, yeah it's just really funny and the interactions between him and the orangutan are genuinely still really funny um, it's just really nice to watch it's it's stupid it's utterly stupid but yeah. you're just like I can get into this the, the Clint East was like a uh, a street fighter so there's, there's an awful lot of punch ups in this film um, yeah but they're not too they're not too violent I mean they are they're not slapstick but they are you know I'd be interested to read a bit more about it because it did the first couple of punch-ups were like the punches were like three feet away from the person being punched it was just silly but then as, as it gets yeah. into the movie like it looks like they're actually punching each other a lot in this film <laughs> um, who knows uh, but it's got yeah. it's got a great um, couple of actors who, who support as well so the the wife in the um, National Lampoon films is the is one of the main is it Beverly Dan D'Angelo D'Angelo, yeah. She's, she's in it and she's great. Yeah, she's good, isn't she? Um, yeah. And Jeffrey Lewis, who is... I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. He's in so many you know, great movies and he, he just plays, like, the wacky yeah. character. Really, He's got such good facial expressions to play to comedy. Um, he's wacky and he's spooky. Yeah. He manages to do that cross that line between being comedy and horror I think he's he was just such a great actor him I really I really really like him he's in, in, he's in Tango he and Cash actually and the X-Files um, yeah he's he crops up roles. and he was in Salem he was in Salem's Lot that's where I remember him first when I was a kid and I watched that yeah and if you don't know who we're talking about just google him to get his face up and you'll just be like oh him him he's in yeah. an awful lot of stuff I think he's done a lot of Clint Eastwood movies actually um, yeah, yeah, was, they were friends, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And so there's an interesting thing about this Clint Eastwood movie as well. In, uh, so mm. we did mention that we do some research. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise that this movie was straight off the back of his like he's at the peak of his fame for doing like Dirty Harry and all his westerns and yeah. so on. So he's absolutely 
you know, the alpha male macho man mm. action hero film star at this point. And mm. everybody he's associated with is saying, do not do this movie because <laughs> it's a comedy role, right? And yeah. genuinely, I was, I was struck by the fact that he smiles an awful lot in this movie. And, and, and you're just like looking at him smiling going, mm. why does that feel weird? And it's like, he doesn't yeah. smile in any of his other movies because they're so serious <laughs> and like grim. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's in, in a weird way, it's really nice to see Clint Eastwood just mm. having a really good time filming a, a silly movie. Um, yeah. And it went on to be um, like one of the top five or six movies he made in terms of what it grossed, um, mm. which again is quite striking because you... you that surprises me. I just wouldn't have thought that yeah. that it took off in the same sort of way as his other movies, as his other most, mm. most famous movies. But it grossed an absolute ton at the box office. Wow. Um, probably not. That I should retract my statement, really. I'm sure over his entire career, there's movies that have made a lot more money, either in the cinema or afterwards. But, but yeah. at the time, it was one of the highest grossing movies. And it spawned a sequel, of course, they do when they make money. Um, yeah. And... I mean, I don't think it deterred his path. I mean, uh, there's not many movies I think mm. you could put down as a Clint Eastwood comedy. Um, and no. he certainly went on to do much more in, in the vein of the stuff he'd done before, like, you know, in the line of fire. and, and you know. Yeah, I, I feel with Clint, uh, just just very quickly, I feel, feel with Clint around this time, because my dad loved Clint. Mm. And, and so I grew up on a diet of spaghetti westerns and any Clint films. And around this time, the sort of sev- late 70s, early 80s, it feels like he's going into a kind of... Um, he hits 50, does Clint, at this time. Mm. And I think he's in a sort of reflective mode. Because at that time, 50 seemed quite old. I mean, he's still with us now, isn't he? He's yeah. 90. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and it, so it's like he's... Um, it's like he's sort of being quite reflective. He did... I remember a film called Bronco Billy, which is about someone who's washed up. I remember a, a bit later he did some... He did Pale Rider, which is one of my favourite westerns. You know, and these are these are like mi- early to mid eighties, and then um, obviously all then the Renaissance started. Mm. I guess you know suddenly there's a Renaissance in with Unforgiven in the start of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I love that story. I love the way you've described that about that idea of a Clint comedy because there aren't many. I remember Pink Cadillac. That was one mm. as well. But I just I, he is very funny though. It it was really endearing and. Uh, it, uh, I know I sometimes go off on a tangent on things that, that I, I look for meanings that aren't there or whatever, but um, the, the plot line around centres around him chasing this girl that he meets in mm. a bar and they have like a, a one night... I don't even know if they do have a one night stand, but they, they hit it off anyway. Yeah. And it's a really interesting... I think when you consider the context and when it was made, I think it's quite a bold plot to yeah. have him chasing her and yeah. then the big reveal... Well, it's not that they kind of show you halfway through the film that this is what's happening but she's not interested in him in the slightest and he's like no. the stalker character he's he's obsessed yeah. with this girl that he knew for 20 minutes and she's like the playboy she's she's going to bars and she's doing this all the time and she's picking up anyone and everyone basically just because she wants to I mean there's there's, there's, there's hints of, that it's a bit of a kind of con job with, with, with a friend of hers that she's working with but predominantly it's just like yeah this is just this i'm just doing what i want and you're weird for following yeah. me and and i quite like <laughs> that it was that way around i think i think yeah considering around that time women were always chasing men in movies and men men were you know the, yeah. the super strong whatevers mm. you've got clint eastwood who's obviously physically strong and he's playing a boxer but he's like immensely insecure and and desperate mm. for love it's it's kind of a weird <laughs> a weird angle but it works yeah yeah 
I, I, I love those films and this, I, 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 as a kid I remember seeing it I, I, it must have been when it was on the telly I don't remember going to the cinema to see it but it used to be on rota- it used to be on a lot on the ITV and, and stuff like that in the and certainly in the you know a few years after its release it was um, on the telly and it was on the telly a lot mm. and we'd all be talking about it in school the next day you know about Clyde but that right turn Clyde is when he punches one at bad guys and it's right turn Clyde and the the orangutan punches someone yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't he yeah um yeah, that's what I remember about it. I, I, think that's that's in, great, I think that's in the sequel, that's a great one. someone. Is it? Yeah. Is there's it? a lot of fi- middle finger up Clyde moments. Yeah. And there's the great <laughs> moment where he kind of finger guns Clyde and Clyde yeah. puts his arms up and falls backwards and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the mother's brilliant great. in it as well. Like the, the stupid biker gang trying to intimidate the mother and she just gets out this massive gun and starts blowing up all the motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very hospitable. Hospitable, my ass. Get off my porch! Very well, now. You insist. All right, lady. Put put down that gun now. I'm warning you, lady. Put down that gun now. It, it, yeah it's funny isn't it that's what it, it is. is it's it's funny and and I think that's what it is with these films sometimes even though we're saying even though the podcast is called Slightly Crap Film Podcast actually a lot of these films we're just they're just good fun aren't they yeah. and that's why they're not bad movies I uh, there's plenty of bad it. movies that we can talk about so oh that's great that yeah mate. so I think that. we've got just enough time to squeeze in our newish yeah. feature about oh, yeah. um, strong performances in slightly quite crap films. Cue the jingle! Great performances in crap films. Oh, I love that jingle that you've made. It's great. Yeah, I'm so glad I wasn't forced into that. it by you referencing it before it didn't exist. That, that would have been annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So how well, over to you I, on this one? I think it's it's, it's yeah, I, just a really through, so. really quick one, um, and it is a quick one. This this is um, an interesting movie from, and the performance in in an interesting movie. The movie is 1989's The Fly Two. Oh. now The Fly One classic, The Fly Two slightly crap. <laughs> Rushed, <laughs> but actually quite enjoyable as well. I actually like it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, coating the film down at all. No. Um, I'm just talking about a performance, and um, and an actor who actually is is I think uh, underrated. And you know, and and as as earn his stripes, and it's Eric. Stoltz is the actor who most famously if you google him I think most famously he's the actor who was playing Marty McFly in Back to the Future before he was replaced surely that's not the most famous thing he's known for I I, I don't know Mask right Mask with Cher I know Mask you won't recognise him because he's got a mask on no (laughs) yeah and I think that's a I think that's a great film but I've not seen it for about 20 years yeah, and the, he's the junkie in really, Pulp Fiction as well isn't he which I know yeah, is a tiny yeah, role and but that role that film was so big that a lot of people will know yeah and he, he's, he's in other films as well and he's he's. I mean he's, he's he's still busy and I'm glad and because this is the point he's a great actor mm. and um, I think he's probably not been able to get the roles that we'd love him to have you don't know what you're saying I do know what I'm saying. Until now, I've been nothing more than an open wound, defenseless, weak, vulnerable. Don't you see? I'm healing. I'm healing. The other film that, um, I remember him in Ed was a film called 
Killing Zoe, which when it came out, it had a right fanfare. It was pushed to high heaven because the director, I think, was linked to... was a mate of... um, Quentin yeah, they did. They did one of those that. things where they say produced by or something like that. He put some money into it, and then they put his name yeah. all over the film. Yeah, really chuffing, tenuous, yeah. and actually. I remember being desperate to see it, absolutely chomping at the bit to see it. And then when I did see it, I just thought I was a bit, it left me a bit cold. But did you enjoy it? You enjoy it? You were a younger lad than me. Yeah, I was like 14 or 15 or something like that. And I bought it on VHS. (gasps) VHS. Yeah. And I I had the soundtrack, I had everything to do. I loved that film. And it's it's basically a bank heist movie and yeah. lo, lo and yeah. behold the bank heist goes wrong um, yeah. and they all turn on each other during the heist and like the ma- the main um, the sort of brains behind the operation is a really unhinged crazy guy who just goes increasingly mad as things go wrong in the bank um, yeah the, the cover is he the was, French actor yeah the cover of the video was really striking so it's it's a it's white mask, background it? and it's this guy yeah. with long like sweaty hair and a big machine yeah. gun in one hand and he's got this yeah. really kind of intimidating mask that he's wearing yeah. and, and you look at it and you're just like god that looks like a good movie just from one image um hmm. And I think as a teenager as well, it it's, got, it's got like that whole pre-story where they all go out for a night out and there's all this kind of, there's loads of drugs and sex and stuff. And yeah. I, I think, you know, as a teenager, it's like, oh yeah, this bit's great. I've got it. And then it's followed on with loads of machine guns and murder and Yeah. Um, it's violence. got everything you need, really. Yeah. So so it's very much a student-y film, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I remember when it was out, and and the same. I had it on VHS, and then I, I've got it on DVD, but I, I've I've not returned to it since I watched Julie it Delpy's on VHS. In it, isn't she? She's the uh, the love interest. Who's that? Julie Delpy. Julie Depley. Oh, is she? Is it Depley oh, or yeah. Delpy? Delpy. I can't remember. Her anyway, I'd she's dead look. good. <laughs> well, Eric Stoltz is meant, and I've just got to mention one more film that he's in, and because it really does fit the remit of this show. Mm. And that's the Christopher Walken vehicle, The Prophecy. Oh. Which is just where where he's basically... The, uh, Walken is, is the angel Gabriel. So you just want to go and watch that he's straight away. He's got some good hair Have you seen that? that? Uh, not for a long time. Have you time. seen that? No, I haven't either. I've not watched it for ages. The hair but, is all so, I remember. <laughs> so for our feature today, the award goes to um, the marvellous Eric Stoltz, because we like him as well. He's a, he's a friend of the show. <laughs> Not that he knows that, but he's a, he's a friend of the show. Is now we're running Platoon? out of time. And- you know, in Platoon, at the end, it does, it does quick captures of... It, it replays little tiny snippets Is of he in scenes. Yeah. And like Johnny Depp's in it, and you're like, oh my God, Johnny Depp's in it. And he was yeah. in it for like two I just seconds. Remembered that, yeah, I reckon no, Eric right. Stoltz is in it as well. Well, I'm just anyway. looking back. I've got... Uh, oh, well, look, yeah, he might be. Should we say that? He might be. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> right, and, he, and he'll have been good in it, but not as memorable as he was in, in Mask. <laughs> um, look, it's nearly, it's nearly the end of the show. We've got to set some homework, and I'm going to set the tone all right. for the homework. All is right. that all right? Yeah, Ed? do it. Do Shall it. I just jump in and do it? Um, so at the end of each show, we, we set some homework, dear listeners, for you to participate. You can get in touch with us on the Facebooks, on the um, Twitters. Um, and I'm sure Ed said he was going to set up an Instagram account. But Stop I don't it. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. So let's just stick with Twitters. Um, and I'll, I'll obviously... And, and the Facebooks, and we'll give out Ed's phone number at the end. Um, <laughs> So if you're a nutter, you can get in touch with Ed. You can ring him at his house. Oh, no, you're Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So here's the film I watched, and this is the homework. Right, I watched a film called Cooties from 2014. And it's got Elijah Wood in, Frodo, (laughs) which they make reference to in the film, which is really funny. And uh, Ryan Wilson, who is become famous i think since this he was he's in the office the american version of the office and he was in the meg and he's been in some other movies as well 
and he's very funny he's a very big big um actor he now this is the thing i want to sum it up really quickly and i think you'll like this i don't know if it's streaming have a look after you've listened to this i watched it on a blu-ray but basically it's a school staff of a primary school in america and the kids all for lunch they all have these chicken nuggets that have been infected right so when they eat the chicken nuggets they all go crackers bonkers not in a red bull kind of way but they kind of want to eat <laughs> the adults and it's only kids who eat the nuggets who get infected so all the kids eat the nuggets they sort of downplay I think there's one kid who's a vegetarian or something so he's bad <laughs> and so he, he ends right so he's alright but what happens right or the, the basically the teachers get get it's like night of the living it's like dawn of the dead where they're all stuck in that shopping mall it's basically they're all stuck in this school with with hungry kids wanting to devour them but what's memorable it is slightly crap right but it's again we'll we'll finish where we started it's great fun and they get the teachery stuff they do it really really well (laughs) so um Frodo is a supply teacher who's got a crush on another teacher. And Ryan Wilson, who's this big lad, is the PE teacher. (laughs) And they basically plough the field of tropes that you've got around PE teachers. No offence. It's just really funny. And it's written by Lee Wannell. And he's in it as well. He's really good. And he wrote uh, the recent version of The Invisible Man, which I, I really like. Um, but he, he's written this and it's dead funny and it's called Cooties and it does that thing where it knows when it's run out of steam at the end it, it <laughs> says, it's like right we're finished now <laughs> it's like they've gone do you know what should we just stop now yeah yeah let's stop now because we don't know where we're going to finish this we cannot finish this story so they do that really brave thing that low budget horror movies do which is go right let's just finish like that <laughs> so they just do it and I really like that I respect it more because it didn't want it wanted to have a, a sort of nice da- nice downbeat or upbeat ending it just finishes Um there's some great moments in it and I imagine I didn't watch it with a pack of beer and mates but that's what it needs so uh, in the current climate probably a collection of you on Twitter watching it or a Facebook party or something it'll be good fun so the homework is this so get in touch with your school based movies now that's a heck of a big um, collection not horror but there are there are a few horror uh, movies um, with that not, are school not, based. Not only horror, I guess we're saying. No, no. I think what we're saying is, I, I watched this little horror movie. It was good fun. It's set in a school, and I think they got it right. But you could easily go and watch Please Sir, you know, exclamation mark, from the 70s with John Alderton in it. And you'll see the school kids in that. They're all about 30. <laughs> <laughs> They are slightly crap. Go and watch them. What about the school-based movies? And do they get it right? Or if they're slightly crap, do they get it wrong? Cooties were slightly crap, but they got it spot on. They really, really did well with it. Just just get in touch with us about those, I think. That's what I'm asking you to do. That's your homework. I'm with you. It's a good one. Is that enough, Ed? That's enough. I think we're done. That's enough! What film's that from? That's enough! America Wealth in London. Oh no, yes, yeah, America Wealth in London. That's enough. Isn't it Kess? That's enough. Oh no, you're right. It I is. miss that board. Oh, I miss I'm that mixed, board. We've got the same actor, different film. I never miss that board. Yeah. <laughs> right, mate. Well, thanks very much and um, happy film watching. And happy watching and take care of your sense. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. See ya. The Slightly Crap Film Podcast was brought to you by Ed Southall and me, Howell Roberts. Give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find us at Crap Film Podcast. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a review. Just give us something. See you next time.